0: to the court they got the judges to approve it they put laid out all the information and there was a lot of reasons unrelated to the dossier for why they wanted to look at carter page little marco so i took in some marco rubio and trey Gowdy, who was great on fox yesterday here's the long and short of that um uh fisa application that came out friday night
1: ah the old carter page steel dossier mess and this exciting is, stuff.
0: And this is from Marco and Trey, which seem to agree, agree on this and see if you can handle some that's on one side and some that's on the other side from this story. I hope that's not too complicated. Um, I'll never listen again, but go ahead. The FBI didn't do anything wrong in uh, deciding to take a look into Carter Page's life based on the fact that he had lots of Russian connections, bragged about his Russian connections, and then was working in the Trump campaign. Uh, Rubio and Trey Gowdy both said that that was perfectly okay, FBI did nothing wrong. They also said there is not one bit of evidence that the Trump campaign colluded with, collaborated with, worked with Russia to influence our elections. None. Zero. And as Trey Gowdy said, trust me, if there was any, Adam Schiff would have leaked it out by now. Mm. But there is zero. So the FBI did nothing wrong in looking at Page, and there's nothing there. Those I realize that helps one side and hurts the other side, depending on how you look at it. But I know where the danger is for Trump, and it's
1: something we've discussed a little bit. and And the Cohen tapes uh, are what reminded me of it. Cohen, his deal, his main deal, the reason he has a lot of money, and he does have a lot of money, is his father-in-law is a Ukrainian oligarch type. He's a rich guy from Ukraine. Um, and, and Cohen's pretty well connected with a bunch of heavyweight Ukrainian semi-mobsters. Of course, if you're operating in that part of the world and you got a lot of money, you're a semi-mobster because you're operating at the, the, the pleasure and the whim of Putin and Putin types in that part of the world. But anyway, um, so they made a mazillion dollars in investing in uh, taxi cab licenses, which used to be incredibly valuable. Not so much now. Thanks Uber and Lyft. Um, but anyway, that's how he made his money, associated with those guys. If he is also Trump's fixer, and Trump was uh, had some financial troubles here and there, and then then Cohen said, "Look, and I I know some guys with some serious money. We can probably figure something out here." And Mueller wanders from collusion to financial uh, hijinks to what happened in the '90s or whatever. Then there could be some uh, some unfortunate, uh, you know, malfeasance brought to the fore he might be charged with some sort of you know, financial, uh, like I say, malfeasance a way crime back in the day.
0: For a crime he committed 20 years before yes. he got elected president. But
1: it will have absolutely zero, zero, zero to do with alleged collusion. And remember, collusion is kind of a made-up word. Unless you commit an act of treason, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. There may be something wrong with it politically, but not
0: legally. Getting back to the sex stuff and whether or not that's going to matter. So if there is a tape that we would hear with Donald J. Trump's voice on it, That will make it clear he did have an affair with somebody would have that have an effect. This is an interesting little graph. Under Barack Obama, who was a regular church goer with a mostly scandal-free presidency, certainly on personal scandals, none that I can think of. Doting husband and father. Yeah, yeah. Or so it would seem. Only 30% of white evangelicals said they would accept immoral personal behavior by an elected official. Wasn't a problem? They didn't, because there wasn't any immoral, personal behavior by Barack Obama. You wore that brown suit once that got a lot of people Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Under President Donald Trump, 72% of evangelicals said they would accept immorality. So it went from 30% would be okay with it to 72% would be okay with Slight it. Slight increase. Changing presidents. Why? I don't
1: know. That's humanity for you.
0: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. For all Americans, though, it has moved... Um, not just white evangelicals, Protestants. For all Americans, it's gone from 44% would be okay with it to 61% would be okay with it. Some of that is just the change in world. For better or worse, I'd say it's probably worse, that we just are less judgmental about that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Listen, and it would be easy to brand it as hypocrisy. And it is in a way. Uh, but everything's uh, everything's a negotiation. Everything's a question of, you know, do, am I going to take this job or that job? Am I going to, you know, do this or that? It's usually a number of factors, and it adds up to that's good enough, or it adds up to that's so bad I'm out. It's rarely one thing. If I have my guy appointing my judges with policies I like, and he's morally indefensible, yeah, I'll probably put up with it. That's how human beings are. And if it's the other guy pointing judges, I find appointing judges I find reprehensible with terrible policies that are leading us towards some sort of socialist nightmare. well then yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna put up with immoral stuff. That's just the way humans are.
0: I wonder if that graph tracks with my view of it where uh, when Clinton's scandal broke, his personal failings. And then there was a lot of talk of, well, Kennedy did this and FDR did this and, well, half the presidents we've had did this sort of thing. Um, Was it better to keep it quiet at the time? And I thought, no, no, no ha- having these things quiet is never a good idea. And then I've since changed to, it. Yeah, it's none. I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. And we're not talking
1: about Bill's alleged rapine.
0: No, 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 no. No, just uh, affairs. cheating on his wife. Consent That's between him and his wife. And I And I don't think it's got anything to do with their ability to be to run Ford Motor Company, or be president, or anything else. Right. Man or woman. Oh, man. And so maybe that that. is not, you know, becoming more forgiving of Trump. It's just we're moving that direction of leave the personal stuff, you know, do what you do in your personal I
2: don't know.
1: You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because it reminds me of something I was determined to talk about today. I was uh, chatting with a bloke uh, very recently. And he works for a company you've heard of. Um, And, um... In the past, I'm trying not to be too specific. I would never come back to haunt him or her. Um, this guy, Orgel, said to me, pointed out that their CEO had gotten caught up in a scandal of, uh, of uh, heterosexual nature and was booted. This CEO w- was extremely effective, imaginative visionary type
0: in the bedroom or you mean for the
1: company oh boy thanks thanks for helping me clarify uh in his running of the company
0: why don't you put on some mickey mouse ears (laughs) talk in a high voice like you're a mouse (laughs) would
1: that be weird i got a rodent thing (laughs) don't judge me (laughs) but listen this is a serious point this is this is important And it it gets back to our discussion of that uh, James Gunn director dude who was fired from the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a billion-dollar movie franchise because of some 10-year-old tweets of really edgy jokes when he was a comedian. Um, And, you know, you could say Roseanne, although she's a crazy person. But this guy was running the company beautifully, and thousands and thousands of families were making their house payments – Buying medicine for their children, educating their children, paying taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Living. Uh, Yeah, living. Real people. I mean, uh, you know, folks, folks like you, your neighbors, everything was going great. But then there was some stuff, and it was not anything awful. It was just against policy. This guy gets caught doing some stuff that's maybe not uh, approved, and they had to sack him. And the company went, whoo! straight downhill. Layoffs, huge decline in profits, lack of direction now. Many, 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 many more jobs are now at risk. Many, many more families are afraid that their American dream is crumbling. Devil's advocate question, so it's okay if the guy's like good at his job? Maybe. Maybe. Getting back to my my rambling point about it's the totality of things that lead you to the attitudes you have and the decisions that you make. Tell me justice was done. Couldn't be a slap on the wrist, a fine, a stern lecture, literally pull down his pants in the middle of the conference room and have each member of the board of directors hit him with a fraternity paddle or something like that. To sack the guy and do that to all those families, that was justice? Justice. That was a good idea? I don't like hypocrisy. I don't like fake virtue. I'm not a big fan of double standards, although some are are
0: appropriate. But
1: isn't that a bit of an ethics quandary?
0: Some double standards are appropriate. It's a pretty funny line. You have a double standard on double standards. (laughs) I don't see it that way. This double standard's okay, that one's not. (laughs) Uh, but you see what I'm driving at. Please. Captain Ethics, where are you when we need you? Yeah. Well, would you rather have a boss, CEO of your company that you never even see, you have no interaction with, you'll never meet in your life? Right. But would you rather have one that you know causes the company to grow by 20% and we all make more money who cheats on his wife, or one where it stays flat or goes down, but he's you know really really good and honest. <laughs> well, why would I? Why would it make any difference to me? What about a, a company where the rule is
1: you're not allowed to date a subordinate, and you're the CEO and you're dating a gal from work?
0: Yeah, I I think trying to police that is a fool's errand, since that's where most people meet their. Uh, their partners in life, especially more so in modern life than ever.
1: I would like to hear philosophers more heavy in weight than me. Not literally, because there are a few that are heavier than me after <laughs> this weekend. That's right. That's right, Michael. Um, I'd like to hear them debate the idea of justice in that situation, because it'd be easy to make the pro getting rid of them point. How are you going to have any discipline in the ranks? if you don't do that sure. if it's in the ethics you will be you will be relieved of your duties for this um you'd have rampant dating of subordinates and and all the problems and lawsuits that would cause we really didn't have any choice on the other hand those you know dozens hundreds thousands depending on the size of the company um of families and this is not a theoretical discussion this was a real company with real loss of jobs all those families if you could go to them As they're trying frantically to sell their house because they can't make their payment anymore. Ask those families whether they should have gotten rid of the boss who was doing such a great job. It's a
0: tough one, man. Yeah, well, yeah. And then if you allow that in the workplace, you get sued. And The only way you can avoid that is make those blanket rules if people can't date the situation we've gotten ourselves into even though everybody you know spends a lot of their time at work and that's how you meet people right a blanket rule sounds very comfortable (laughs) some double standards are all right that one's good that one's bad our new blanket rule no blankets
1: in the office (laughs) oh i'm cold if you think it's too cold have somebody lower air conditioning (laughs) raise
0: it anyway uh how about quilts Wouldn't mind hearing your opinion on this stuff on the text line. 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Yeah, how
1: about comforters?
0: We'll get back here. By the way, among non-religious people, it has stayed flat at about two-thirds of people don't care about the personal shortcomings. Your duvets Cause count? Because they're godless. Duvets do not count. <laughs> A duvet is all
1: right, then. That's
0: correct. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Home from the fair, my son wasn't feeling so good having eaten a bunch of junk and ridden ridden a bunch of spinny rides. (laughs) That's a life lesson. And it'd been a long time since I'd been in this situation with a passenger in the car saying, Don't go around those corners so fast. Uh oh. Oh, those bumps are killing me. Can you drive any slower? He'll be having the similar conversation probably when he's older, but. Taking time bomb. He never blew, though, did he? No, no. He didn't eat that much bad stuff. He had, a, he had a giant ice cream sundae, then rode something that spun you around and around. I could have never done that. And a little With cotton candy, candy as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> really sick to my stomach, and actually, I threw up yesterday. There's a fair goer. He got it. This is the advantage of being eight. He got off this ride that spins you right, right around like a record baby, yeah. and then he, he walks off of this thing, and he lays down on the pavement. And he's going, <laughs> oh, oh, I want to go again. I want to go again. That's the advantage oh, oh. of being eight wow <laughs> wow i can not even hardly look at him without wanting to throw up oh man i hear
1: the story i want to throw yeah. up yeah yeah so, so this is some interesting analysis of the way things actually work 18 months after donald J. came to washington promising to drain the swamp his presidency is proving to be a mixed bag for the regional economy this is from the Wapo, where they care about the regional economy i just care about it big picture wise but far from gutting Washington's biggest economic asset, the federal government, it's practically the only asset, it's the only thing that's made in the district, uh, the direction of federal spending in a Republican-controlled Congress is creating winners and losers on different sides of the Potomac. Job growth has softened in the district in suburban Maryland. That's where your your uh, your government types and your lobbyists... And your lawyers are are doing their thing, and your federal employees. But in the outlying suburbs of Northern Virginia, where defense and intelligence contracts are a major source of business, promising new defense spending is breathing life into a once-stagnant job market. So, as has been true of uh, every administration and every Congress and every Senate of both parties, no matter what they say, the spending just keeps growing. The priorities are just different. Mm. And so if, if you know, if Donald J., for instance, he says, we're going to spend less on stuff you don't like, Joe, I get this perception that, yeah, yeah, we're cutting spending. Although <laughs> over here right on the defense and intelligence side, they're throwing more money than ever at it, and it grows and it grows
0: and it grows. Interesting. Yep. I heard a good, a great analysis of why there will be a uh, blue wave in November and the uh, the Dems are likely to have a really good day. Uh, One, just historically that's what happens, even with really popular presidents, so it's the most common thing to happen. Mm -hmm. It's not some sort of crazy reaction to Trump, it's just what happens. It's what happened to Obama, it's what happened to Bush, it's what happened to Clinton. It's the way it's been going for 30 years. Elect somebody and then there's a real big backlash the other way. But anyway, aside from that... Do you know what that is? Because we go through the campaign
1: believing all the S they tell us and believing everything that's said about the opponent and how they are the Antichrist personified, et cetera, et cetera. And we all get whipped up. Yep. And then we're we're disappointed with the reality of it. (laughs) Every single time. It's like the eight-year-old never grows up and keeps getting on the ride.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, one reason is that the midterms are all about enthusiasm and turnout. Uh, turnout is an unbelievably low. Only for presidential elections do we even get around, you know, fifty percent or above, uh, slightly above. Mm-hmm. All the other elections, hardly anybody turns out. You know, see uh, the 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 hot socialist from uh, from New York. Right, twenty thousand people turned out to vote. So all the enthusiasm with the Democrats more than usual because the Republicans you got two groups. You got the group that liked Trump for his taxes in the Supreme Court picks but they're embarrassed by him on a lot of other levels and don't even really want to say out loud that they support him. Mm-hmm. And that group is not real enthusiastic about going to the polls for a midterm election. Then the hardcore Trump, Trump supporters, they hate the current Republican Party. They hate all of They hate the, they're all the swamp. Oh right. So they're not motivated to go and reelect that person, man or woman. So between that, you could get a real drubbing in terms of turnout. Right. I keep hearing there's plenty of energy in the
1: Democrat Party, but
0: I don't know. We'll have to see. We will. It would be shocking if there's not a giant blue wave. I mean, like I said, that historically, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. For some reason. Maybe your reason is the right one. So getting back to the employment
1: thing just briefly, Donald J has indeed, and he and his administration, shrunk the actual uh, federal employment in the D.C. area by about 7,000 jobs. So they are shrinking that part of the government, even as they're growing other expenditures, which I found interesting. So
0: total jobs has shrunk 7,000 under Trump?
1: Uh, Federal jobs within the district and um, uh, federal employment in the D.C. area, okay. but like contractors, defense contractors, intelligence contractors, all those people, that's growing like
0: crazy. Mm.
2: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, from Twitter bombing Iran to hosting a Made in America White House special, a very busy day for President Trump, get a new study how cell phone radiation is affecting your memory and Roseanne's shocking meltdown. No. Coming up. Wait a second. Cell phone radiation might be affecting my memory?
0: Yep. Would that be reason enough to put down your phone? If that's true, here's a study I'll pay attention to. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. Text line 415-295-KFTC got this text. We had to pull over to let my daughter throw up on the way home from the state fair last year. <laughs> I figure we did it right. I was actually wondering that. If my son throws up, does that mean I am a bad parent or a great parent? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I good. let him indulge whatever he wanted to eat and ride the ride. He
1: had a big day. He'll never forget
2: this. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says President Trump is not trying to divert attention from his Russian controversies by going after Iran. Outside the White House this morning, Sanders said Trump has the ability to focus on more than one issue at a time, unlike a lot of those in the media.
0: Look, the president's responding to uh, Iran, and he's not going to allow them to continue to make threats against America. If anybody is inciting anything,
2: uh, look no further than to Iran. Late last night, President Trump issued an all-caps threat to Iran after the country's president said earlier in the day that pursuing hostilities against his country could lead to the mother of all wars. Trump writing to Iranian President Rouhani, never, ever threaten the United States again or you'll suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. It would seem the Trump administration
1: has launched
2: their offensive
1: of, of, of verb verbiage and, and economic tools, etc., yep. against Iran. Trying to squeeze the regime, trying to get a little uh, change in that, that uh, place. Now, I hope they don't come back with, yeah, you're still the great Satan. Oh, yeah, now we're at war. But I don't think that'll happen. I think it's about uh, crushing uh, financial sanctions and and, like I say, trying to put the squeeze on that regime.
2: It's bold where will it end meanwhile ever the showman president trump is hosting a made in america showcase at the white house this afternoon the white house says the event will highlight products from all 50 states they include iconic american brands like campbell soup and lockheed martin which is going to have a model f-35 fighter jet on the white house lawn oh cool they're going to have that, those uh, manufacturers, and they're going to have smaller uh, manufacturers, people who make wine, brooms, horseshoes, and animal feed. Brooms,
0: hmm. <laughs> our, our state makes this giant, cool fighter plane. Our state makes broom.
2: We got There's broom here. You push
0: it, it's called a push broom.
2: <laughs> it's for your garages and such. <laughs> yeah, Trump's expected to defend his uh, controversial tariffs on some imported uh, products have sparked fears of an international trade war. But anyway, this should be quite the spectacle. Him huh. wandering around the uh, White House pointing out brooms and jets. <laughs> Radiation, it turns out, from smartphones could trigger memory loss. At least it does in teenagers. New research out of Switzerland looked at nearly 700 adolescents ages 12 to 17, and the scientists were looking at the link between their daily exposure to radiofrequency electromagnetic fields and their memory performance. They found the effects of RF-EMF exposure was more pronounced in participants using their smartphone on the right side of their head. And that cumulative exposure Who to mobile... Who puts their
0: phone up to their head?
2: And the accumu... You'd have to
0: talk on it. Nobody talks on their phone.
2: And that cumulative exposure to mobile devices over the course of the year negatively affects the figural memory. That's the type of memory... Figural! That's a type of memory. Finger, <laughs> figure, <laughs> that refers to our ability to make sense of objects including images, patterns and shapes and takes place in the right hemisphere of the brain. They've also discovered, you're talking about holding it up to your head, they also discovered that playing games, sending text messages and browsing the internet causes some RF EMF exposure as well. So little by little it could be eating away at your memory banks. Well, that's nice. Roseanne Barr trying to correct her earlier meltdown after Thursday's release of a shocking clip titled, Roseanne Explains the Valerie Jarrett Tweet. In this video, Barr appeared angry and disordered and smoked a cigarette while arguing with a producer. And I warn you, this is fairly rough.
0: I'm trying to talk about Iran. I'm trying to talk about. Valerie Jarrett wrote the Iran deal. I know, but you've, That's you know, what my tweet was about. I know you've explained this literally three hundred. I, I thought the bitch was
2: white. God damn it. I thought the bitch was white.
0: God, you sound completely berserk. And that video is on her official channel. She put that out. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. She was, hey, this is me on my
0: rehabilitation
2: campaign. Uh,
0: Where are we on posting the I thought the bitch was white video? (laughs) That's up? Oh, good. I thought that really captured my better side. Wow.
2: Wow.
0: I you wouldn't be surprised if she, if she
2: leapt on somebody and started biting into their neck.
0: <laughs>
1: Ate their face like some Floridian.
2: As, uh, as Positive Shot was pointing out, Roseanne's son and she apparently are in the process of creating unvarnished content for her YouTube uh, channel. Oh, was that her poor beleaguered boy that oh, we heard in the background? Yes. Yeah, you've explained
0: that literally like 300 times. <laughs> Yeah, Some of the polls. All of them.
2: Please, Mom, listen to me about the Internet.
0: Please. <laughs> right.
2: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. If it's controversial, we can just take it down.
1: No, that's not the way it works. No, no,
0: no. God, can, can we hear the ending part of that again? She sounds like a person completely unhinged. Sure. Here you go.
2: I'm trying to talk about Iran. I'm trying to talk about Valerie Jarrett wrote the Iran deal. I know, but you've, you That's what my tweet
0: was about. I know. You've explained this literally 300 I, times. I thought the bitch was white.
2: God damn it. I thought the bitch was white.
1: It sounds like she's going to charge out of the woods and attack campers. I mean.
0: Blood dripping oh. from her teeth, holding <laughs> a human head, blood in her <laughs> eyes from
1: <or> whatever. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was oh. that for pro nothing. Ah, wow, 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 wow! I think she's uh, lost it a
0: little. My Poor, wife, yeah, a lot of pressure. My wife got stuck in traffic the other day and uh, took a video. I want to play the audio from that coming up. Among <gasps> other things, during the petering out on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: When she was
0: Shadows in the
2: dark What do you girls think of the traffic today? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the
0: traffic? <laughs> it's my wife driving home with a couple of sheep in her truck. Stuck in traffic. <laughs>
1: and, and talking to
0: them. What do you think of the traffic? Well, not only <laughs> talking
1: to them, asking them questions. Which the answer. Sounds like me, though. Nah. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Joe, what do you think of the traffic today?
0: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a text every single day from somebody who says, Will you play this song?
2: It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why.
1: And Just you think open your mouth
2: and close your eyes. Stop
0: them from texting? It's that's enough, I just wanted to get through the my favorite part of the line, which is just open your mouth and close your eyes. And no need to ask why? Never mind the rat-pocalypse apocalypse is going to beset your city if it rains tacos. The rotting of the meat. Can you imagine with, you know,
2: summer weather? Good lord. Like, what is the terminal velocity on a taco? How high up are these things falling from? Yeah, right? it'd
0: be gross. It could hurt. You'd have rats everywhere. It would smell awful. Right, right. Oh gosh make a shark nato seem like a treat Now in, right. in the street tacos all you can eat now yeah, the, the guacamole
1: got anyway. that that corpse color after a day. Please, There's, there
0: is no worse color than guacamole after an oh, hour. No, it's 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 terrible. It's shocking. Rotting flesh.
1: Oh hey, boy. Joe is a taco a sandwich? Yes, of course. The delicious Mexican sandwich that is the taco.
0: According to a judge, that's right.
1: Yeah, it's um, not according to me for years. So listen, um, I wow. See, you know, okay, this is wisdom. We received earlier today an absolutely lovely note from a lady who never misses a show. Awesome. On uh, the mighty AM760, talking breaking news. Uh, And I accepted it graciously. Now here's a bitter, sarcastic, uh, you suck, I'll never listen again note. And I penned a bitter, sarcastic reply.
0: Why? (laughs) Why? Because it seemed like the right thing to do. Do we know what part she didn't like? It's a he. What part he didn't like? Listener, I will
1: quote, Listener for many years, finally realized it's just a gossip show. Used to think the two of you had some intellect. Boy, have I been deluded. Haven't listened for a couple weeks till today. Thought I'd give it one more shot. Ha ha ha. Bye bye. All right. So I penned back. Boy, you're right. You've gotten through to us. What a perceptive point. And intended to help and not just be a pissy comment. Ha ha ha. Best wishes.
0: <laughs> wow. Was there any need for that? They're never gonna come back. Well, I haven't sent it yet. Oh, okay. I thought I'd run it by you. I thought it was kind of <laughs> nice. I thought there was a, a symmetry to it. I think some kinda sort of kind of
1: matched the rhythm of the original.
0: I think some sort of sincere uh really hate to hear that. I hope you give us another try. Forget that. (laughs) Perhaps I'm a counterpuncher. Yeah, thank you for all the years. They hit, I hit back. Even harder. Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's that's the Joe way. Mm.
1: I don't even think my reply is sarcastic enough. Sincerity. You want me to go with sincerity? All right, if I have to.
0: So tomorrow we might get into more of the details of comparing 30-somethings in the 70s to 30-somethings of today mm. and um, the changing, well, just changing all kinds of stuff. Now, we we've we've got a different structure to society, no doubt. well and if, some of it caused
1: some of it effect. If um I think you and I were looking at the same data, I came at it from a different uh, direction, but there are a number of aspects of life that have changed on millennials.
0: Right. That's why they say it's a
1: very What's... different world. You know, you can say, look, they're not getting married. They got no sense of responsibility, blah, 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 blah. But it's a different world.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to know what causes what. Anyway, they're talking about the percent, the, the much smaller percentage of people that get married and have kids. Um, well, is that an economics thing, or is that just a cultural, I don't want to have kids, I want to, you know, go to Europe and have some fun, or whatever, or before I settle down? Or both. Um, that, that'd that be impossible to really nail down. Um, more I know New more York. risk-averse, it says here, people, people back in the 70s, if you pulled them, they didn't feel like they needed to have certain financial goals met before they started a family. You just started your family young, and... Your family was poor, <laughs> Right. and then you all got more money as you went along. Now right. there's an attitude of you got to have a certain this and that before you start your family.
1: Yeah, I, I heard at a fairly young age, if you wait till you can afford to have children, you never have them. Yeah, um, and you know that's I found out that was true. Yeah, we were pretty uh, our belts were quite tight. My belt is tight now for a different reason, Michael. I'm sure you'd like. To, yeah, it, it, was, it was fine. It was great.
0: Just yeah. learn to get by. We lived in an uh, apartment when I was four and a rental duplex when I was five. they'd have waited until they owned a home, I would have been, I'd be, well, my parents would be much older than they are, and I'd be, I mean, I don't know what I would be. I'd be a child now. We lived in a, <laughs>
1: uh, as I've mentioned before, we lived in a crappy apartment uh, for a while when I was a little kid, um, and all I got out of it was great memories and some good stories. was fine i was a little kid i didn't care
0: had no effect on my life whatsoever when we lived in an apartment i i I picked up by those apartment years i hate to even think of them
1: (laughs) what i i (laughs) I remember being aware that my parents were kind of pissed off about the place um but i was fine i was running around with
0: all my little friends
1: yeah getting dirty all day long
0: Mm. it's fine anyway so we'll get into some of those stats tomorrow yeah yeah okay as As for today we got nothing Luckily, the show is over.
1: Well, I got, uh, I got uh, my reply to write, Dear A-Hole.
0: <laughs> Again, it's... Hmm. But that's a cut and paste, right? Because you've got that <laughs> template It oh, okay. starts with Dear A-Hole, and then you just fill in some specifics. Sure. Well, it's either that or the
1: Why I Oughta template. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> there you go.
1: It's almost got a... Uh, 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 who's the dude from Primus? Somebody? Any music freak? Somebody? Herman Melville. No, but no. (laughs) What? Les Claypool right Here's
0: your host for Final
2: Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. Uh, uh, Marshall Phillips, final thought. I'm going to be skipping on out of here to collect my Bolinari winnings. Yes, indeed. Gambling on sports, it's good for you. Another financial investment comes through. It's illegal. Somebody ought to call the cops. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, I was uh, 10 years old, and I remember my grandmother waving to me as I rode the Tilt-A-Whirl, and I was begging the carny to stop the ride because I was getting sick, and she just kept waving and smiling.
0: <laughs> oh, Granny. Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, so remember last week they had they discovered that sarcophagus that had been untouched for two millennia? Well, they opened it, and we have not descended into darkness and chaos. So I think, hey, you got to hooray for small victories, right?
1: Yep. No curse? Damn, I was rooting for the
0: curse. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Two things. One, yes, my wife was driving with sheep inside the truck. Yes, they were in there, enjoying the traffic and the ride. You (laughs) got to listen to the music. Two, and talking. Will Iran take the bait? They've got to be having a discussion, right? So do we say death to America and see what happens? Or do we hold off?
1: They might yeah yeah and I still say the uh, the superpower response is going to be economic not military but we shall see uh, my final thought just flitted out of my head what was it gonna be sheep
0: cars talking traffic millennials Iran it was none of that the mummies so I was riding a ride at the fair when I was like right out of my five years old and my brother was three And it was one of those things, you sit on it, and you spin the thing in the middle, and you can make yourself spin. Like the teacup teacup ride, Yeah. yeah. And I was really spinning it fast, and apparently, unbeknownst to me, my brother was looking really, really sick and green. And apparently, and I didn't realize this, my dad was yelling, stop! He's getting sick! But I just kept spinning it until my brother yaked And then when I got up, my dad said, didn't you see me? Didn't you hear me? Couldn't you see that he was getting sick? And we were spinning around. <laughs> I just kept spinning it faster and faster. Smile on my face. He's green, slumped over.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice compassion,
0: Jack. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up uh, another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
2: <laughs> and the show's over. What? Bye-bye.
1: Did you just womp womp, the womp womping of the dinging of the ding? <laughs> How dare you? Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.